0: Hello and welcome to the Unlocked Potential podcast. On this week's episode, we have Jen Healy, also known as Yin Yoga Jen on Instagram. We spoke to her about her personal journey, a recent trip to Africa and plant medicine. I hope you enjoy. Hey, Jen, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, so for anybody listening, what is your name and what do you do?
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks, Demi. Uh, my name is Jen Healy. Uh, I am a mental health advocate, yoga, wellness teacher. Bit of everything, I think.
0: <laughs> and so how, how did you get into doing everything that you do?
1: Know? I um, worked in the mental health homeless addiction service for a good 12 years. And when the lockdown, just before, a couple of years before the lockdown, I was really burnt out, And I had been in a 12-step programme for a long time. So I always prayed and meditated, but I got so burned out that I knew I needed something v- more deeper, more spiritual to put back into myself. Because when you're in frontline services, it's just give, 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 give. Like there's a, there's a it's hard work. So I went and did the yoga training and I was kind of just teaching yoga classes on the side of walking. And when the lockdown happened, uh. Obviously, studios and stuff were closed down. And after a few weeks, everybody was going online. And I was terrified of going online because I'm not a uh, techn- technological yeah. whatever the word is. And I just didn't have the confidence. And I was like, I can't do that. I'm I'm just staying away from it. But like so many people were asking me to do it. And then I said, right, OK, I'll, I'll figure this out. I'm in my house. We might as well just give it a go. And I, geez, I think within two or three weeks, I would over 250 people on a Facebook live class every week. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, holy shit, (laughs) something is happening here. So that kind of started building. And then, but at the same time, I had just got an amazing job with the Central Mental Hospital. I got, it was basically like a a part-time job with full-time wages. Like we'd have been set up for life. This was a great job, great benefits, pensions, you know, with the HSE, all that stuff. And I was like, this is brilliant. But a few months into the new job, I had to obviously stay at home and I got really bad PTSD when the lockdown happened. So my brain just went into complete survival mode. So shutdown mode. So for me, at home, on my own with a brand new computer. You have to remember, I worked the homelessness, so we were still using Windows 7. <laughs> nah. Like the the, the the computers were so basic. And then I had this brand new Apple iPad computer thing, which I just could not figure out. And it was so hard, so isolated, so lonely. I couldn't do my job because I couldn't be with the clients either. So eventually I was like, look, this is this is not working for me. I'm I'm really, really struggling with this. And they're like, do you know what, I'm? We actually know we they actually said to me, we've let you down. We we just left you on your own to kind of do your thing. And I said, look, the world is mad at the minute. It's it's okay." Like and then when when I left that job, I I was in therapy as well. So I've always been been in counseling uh, ever since I found out I was pregnant. So I'm doing therapy on myself a long time, but I knew this time I was struggling. So when I went back to my therapist, she's a CBT specialist um, cognitive behavioral therapy. And I started to do uh, a good bit of work with her. And she said to me, Jen, every time you hit a wall, every time you come back to me, you've put your pen down. And I was like, you're right. So because the PTSD was so bad, I'd lost my me memory, my me, me, me words. Like I wouldn't be able to sit and have this conversation, which I'd, yeah. I'd keep, my mind will keep going blank. And you'll see that'll probably happen in this conversation. I might go quiet for a few seconds. And it's just, it's just the way me, me brain is uh, at the minute. So I was like, if if I'm struggling, so I started to do like my little morning routine, writing down my little mindset again. So for somebody with ADHD or somebody with PTSD and mental health stuff, like structure is very important. And that's what I had lost. So that's what I was bringing back into my life, my structure and my routine. The world was upside down, but I needed to continue with structure and routine. So then we, then I was like, if this works for me, who else needs it? So there, the Monday Mindset came about. So every Monday morning at seven o'clock, I would just go on Instagram live and whoever was struggling or whoever wanted to be there would come on with me. And I've,
0: I've done a few of them. So yeah, the Monday mindsets. I, Yeah, that's where I heard from you. And like, it just,
1: it just took off. It was like, this is exactly what we need. And we kind of, we all, everyone on the page, everyone that was getting involved was like, look. We're all in this together. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to get over Everyone's out this?
0: struggling. Everyone's, Everyone's struggling. That,
1: yeah. I was like, I have a ton of self work done and I'm on my knees here someday. So let's just figure this all out together and, and let's just get through it together. Some days I'm going to be making mistakes and you'll see it in me. And look, at, yeah. we're just going to roll with this and see what happens. And I think that's probably why um, people take to the stuff that I do. Because it's very much done in real time. It's very much like there's no I, I am or I'm doing this. It's, it's very much way. And I like that. And I and I learned that from the 12-step program. Like when you do things as a group and not yourself, it, it tends to work a lot better. When you take yeah. your kind of ego recognition side away from it and and do it from your heart and not your head, things generally tend to, to work out. People will relate to that a lot more.
0: And what's the twelve step program that you were saying you were doing?
1: So I went into twelve-step program um when Mia was only maybe two or three, two she was. So I would would have took drugs and drinking and yeah. I was quite chaotic up till the day I found out I was pregnant. Like it was just carnage. And then I tried to so I was sober, obviously, when I had all through the pregnancy, and then I had the baby. And I got really bad postnatal depression. It felt like my mind just shut down again. Kind of similar to what happened when the lockdown happened. Yeah. But I didn't know all these terms and what was wrong. So I was winging it for about two years and I thought I could drink successfully. I was like, well, if I don't take drugs, I'll be fine. Everybody drinks. So then I was trying to drink. But Jesus in them two years, I think I did more damage drinking than I did ever. <laughs> yeah. In In the madness and the party scene and all that stuff. Because I thought my body was so used to probably drinking um big volumes of alcohol. Cause you have a drug that keeps you awake and keeps you going. You can go for, for days. But when you're trying to just drink, I kept blacking out. Yeah. And the blackouts were getting worse and they were getting more scary. And I was like, I'm just I just I need help with this. And I went into like a twelve step post So C A and AA. and I spent a long time in there. But through through that walk, and I definitely needed period with no alcohol and drugs in my system I needed sobriety I did a lot of work on myself and uh, I developed a really a really great discipline and a really great spiritual faith like that can't be knocked Uh, no matter what happens in life everything's going to be all right. like I know that and then through that I found Al-Anon and Al-Anon is a 12 step program for people who have been affected by other people's drinking and drugging and I only ever went out with, in relationships with really chaotic drug users, madness, um, all sorts of criminal activity. And that started to piece the puzzle. And when I went in there, I was like, this is where i meant to be. So I, I stayed in Al-Anon and I've, I've been uh, in and an out of Al-Anon since. But that's where me, me heart is, in, yeah. in there. That's where I stay spiritually fit keeps me mentally well. It keeps me sane as well.
0: And you're doing that since then? Yeah, I'm doing are.
1: that since then. It's a lifelong thing. You'll never leave. Right, yeah. And, but with that then, the, the, the studios were all shut down and then eventually I went and started teaching outdoors. Nobody was really teaching outdoors. I didn't know anybody from uh, yoga, spirituality, all that kind of stuff was like not to working class people. We get slagged for all that stuff. No one in air communities was doing that. No. And then I just went out into the park and I was like, look, we're, we're coming outdoors and I think. Keeping
0: our two meters. Ki- yeah. <laughs> 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 we
1: well, were hiding in trees and all at one stage, uh, trying to get our, our meditation in. But I think I had found a way to communicate with girls and people from similar backgrounds as me, working class areas. And I was that was always my goal. I was so adamant that I was going to take what I've learned. And bring it into my communities. Like if you look in the kind of inner city, the amount of trauma that that has experienced in the last few years is is just it, it's incredible. And what I realized was when I grew up in in madness, we had so many suicides, so many murders. Like our little group of teenagers, we're like little band, little band of us. Where are you? Where you from? So uh, I'm from Yorkshire originally. Yeah. But I moved out to Blanchetown, So I'm yeah. from around Ladiesville Valley area and Blanchetown. And when we grew up, was like Rob Cars and all right. like madness.
0: That's like Killock.
1: Yeah, very similar. <laughs> very similar to Killock. Like it's like yeah, basically that's I'm the from, same. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I grew up in. And like when our friends would be basically murdered, yeah, say, say that. Yeah. So when our mm. friends were, were dead, when your friends commit suicide, when your friends OD, nobody came into our communities. No, like, no workers came in and said, You have all experienced a trauma and we're going to help you process that trauma. No one came in with that. So you're just left. And what that does is that passes down through generations and generations. And then, yeah. then what spirals from that is like addiction. Crime rates go through the roof. Like, if the mother is traumatized, then the child is going to affect that. If the father is experiencing trauma, That's going to linger out into the home.
0: Yeah. And it's important to go get counselling and talk to someone about it.
1: Unfortunately, from working class or communities that are kind of a little bit more on the, the deprivation side, nobody, I don't know if they have the awareness or the tools or the funding to come in and say, this section of the community has just experienced a really violent trauma. We need to go in now and kind of grab these kids by the neck <laughs> yeah. if we need to. And even just walk them through it for a few weeks. No one came in. We were just left. And yeah. we all spiralled. Every one of us, the girls, the boys, we all spiralled. Most of them are not even alive now. Yeah. Like I've very, very little friends, still alive from when I grew up. So when I, when I started to heal and I started to find all these skills and tools, I, there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to go back into my community and into any working class area that I could reach. Anybody at all that needed this. And that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to scream this from the rooftops. I'll take oh, no. this. Like my friends were, oh look, oh she's been gone religious. She's Mother muda trees. Like she's gone
0: mad, you know. Yeah, we were doing something good and you helping took, so many yeah,
1: people. We, I took all that on the chin and then it comes full circle because everybody now just comes back to me it's like Jen I need a bit of help.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm at the be now And like even if somebody the great thing is that there's so many lads and stuff that come to me classes now. If anyone goes missing from my class or say they they went on a bit of a bender for a few weeks, like I'll get a little text message like on a Sunday morning, Jen, um I don't know if you'll see this, but my head's not great at the minute. Will you send me something? And I'll just probably send them like a music or meditation or something. I'd be like, look, put that on. Everything's going to be all right. Come back to me Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I'll
1: see you in the park. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's good because there's no stigma. There's no judgments. And that's the thing that I wanted to make clear that. Just because you want to do yoga or meditation, it doesn't mean you have to be fully vegan, sober, all that stuff that people probably assume. You know, you can have balance. You can live your life. And eventually you'll come to a place in your life where something's going to make you feel really good and something's going to make you feel really shit and through a little bit of awareness and a little bit of time and making mistakes, you'll generally tend to go down the path that's better for you.
0: Yeah, no. Go near all that stuff. You'll, yeah.
1: you'll grow out, you know. You'll grow out. But if we keep putting these... um, What's the word? Like, you have to do this and you have to do that. You keep giving that kind of message out to people that like you have to look a certain way. No ground. one would
0: probably even come... Come to it and look for help if you no. are like that, because they'd be like, "Oh, she just think of me as this and that, and yeah. just judge me like where If you're gone, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like freezing now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's so much has happened in the last two, two or three years. Like, it's just, it's just blew up, like it's huge at the minute. Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm really thankful. Yeah, yeah, and um, when you're saying that now, with the communities, if something must have, like happened and no one will come out and help people like if something was like that to happen my um, boyfriend lost one of his friends to suicide and you now it was nice to the fire brigades they were mm-hmm. coming over um, to him and his friend and they were saying I oh, just need to go and see someone and they were right like that's so yeah. I was like you can't like that's so traumatic mm-hmm. to, to see that like
1: and I think that's uh, probably one of the things that I'm very proud of that I've done I feel like I've definitely made uh, healing uh, spirituality self-development working on yourself I feel like I've definitely made it more acceptable
0: especially for men I feel yeah. like it's hard to me- for men to to open up and talk They don't know yeah. if they're upset or aren't like that
1: yeah so I definitely feel like I've played a part in the kind of wellness scene the last few years of making it accept- acceptable but then definitely accessible yeah. like it's so easy now to, to
0: to find a cla-
1: like there's so many classes now there's so many things going on every park every beach has something and it wasn't like that 3 years ago
0: yeah there's there's definitely more out there Yeah,
1: everywhere now like everyone is sea swimming, like I was sea swimming, and people are saying to me, "Oh my God, you're mad! You're gonna get sick!" And I'm like, "That's the last thing that's gonna to happen to me."
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, did you ever see Wim Hof? Yeah, yeah, that's all he preaches about. We yeah, there we were, me and my boyfriend Craig. We were going to do a. Um, there was one. I don't. We it was during COVID that we actually mm-hmm. signed up for, and then we didn't it didn't even happen. It was like you'd done the ice bath and you'd the yeah, meditation. that's what I started oh, off with. Yeah. yeah,
1: there's an amazing man called John Oh, what's John's second name Love and Oxygen is his page I've seen it I
0: think I've seen yeah. it yeah so
1: John was probably the kind of first person who definitely the first person who introduced me to the Cold War I'd never done any kind of Brett walk and I was on a one day retreat and next of all John is like doing this Brett walk with us and I was going into panic mode I was giving out to him I was like he's like it's okay you're going to break through this and then he brought us all out and put us into ice baths and I was adamant I am not getting in that I was no. not a hope in hell am I getting into that. I
0: still kind of struggle with And then that. I got
1: in it <laughs> and I'm not joking you, standing down in Carlinford Lock for about a good 45 minutes. I forgot to even dry or get dressed. I had never experienced euphoria like this really, yeah. without taking a, a substance to feel like that. This was the yeah. first time in my life I'd ever felt just pure, sober, like... You could, like I was flowing. I was hugging everybody. I was telling yeah. everyone I loved them. I just could not believe how good I felt after that. And then that was the catalyst of like, yeah, I'm fully into this now.
0: Yeah, you see a lot of people out now. Yeah. Like they want to see swimming as well. Like Christmas is a big thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. But see, the
1: if you are a kind of all year swimmer, you'll know, or if you struggle with your mental health, the summertime is kind of just like a social thing. The benefits are not really there. You need the cold.
0: Yeah, so the, fr- so the more colder it is, the better. The
1: more colder it is because, especially when I had the PTSD, that's what I did during the whole lockdown. I just kept getting into the cold water because it was the only time that my mind was quiet. That
0: Yeah, I, it's not recent. It's just focusing on the breathing. Because you have
1: to focus on your, your focus. on it brings me back to my body, back to my present moment. And I was like, this is the only time I feel safe is <laughs> <It's> in <Yeah. laughs> January, ice cold, snow now, and I'm in the sea. And I'm like, this is the best feeling
0: ever. <laughs> yeah. And when you're doing the events then at the beach and stuff, like, does everyone, like, what way, how does that work then? So does everyone actually get into the water and they meditate, or is that like, actually never been to one? I keep saying I'm going to go. Th-
1: the beach is magic. So during the lockdown, there's a girl, um, she does the Port Mariannex Sunrise. And this was all new to me, and I went to it's like a meditation and a sunrise swim, um, herself and her partner do it, and I went to it once, and it was amazing, and I went again. But I found with the type of brain that I have, if I get up like and do that sunrise kind of early stuff by eight or nine o'clock in the day, I was struggling because me, me, breath, I felt drunk, I felt real disorientated. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm not able to manage. This is, this is too much for me. The whole day was wasted. I'd be sleeping and all that stuff. But I love the evening time. And because I love yin yoga and I teach yin yoga, yin is the Chinese word for moon and it's nighttime and it's different energy. So the yin and the yang, with yang yoga, flow yoga, sunrise, that's heat, that's fire. That gets you up and gets you moving. But sometimes people, especially if you have trauma in your body, you've got too much yang, too much fire. And that's what was happening to me. I wasn't able for it. So when I found the yin yoga, the yin was allowing me to be still and teaching me to be present. And it was cool energy. And that's why that's why I had such a profound experience with it. So then I would swim in the nighttime. I love the nighttime uh, swims. Sunsets
0: are, are my thing. Yeah.
1: And then... Uh,
0: I've seen in your highlights, you had like a morning swim or uh, yeah, sunrise. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you had, you had doing events uh, in the mornings and then at night as well. Is it? Is it yeah, just so you this going is, to it? Th-
1: yeah, this is how it all kind of uh, kicked off. <laughs> uh, I remember the sunrise things were going and I was saying to me, Pal Ollie, I'd love to do a sunset. I'd love to do a sunset on the beach. And it was getting to like July, August. And I was like, if I don't do this and this is in my brain every day, I'm going to regret it and have to wait yeah. till next summer. So I just threw it up on my little page and I was like, okay guys, I'm going to do this uh, thing and it's called um, like a full moon sunset um, and if anyone wants to come down, come down. I'm going to be down in Scary's Beach because I've been swimming all day during the lockdown and I didn't know if anyone was going to turn up and it was like the first kind of Full meal, like yeah. Sitting
0: and,
1: there, going, <laughs> and about sixty people turned up, and That's Paddy, so Paddy Houlihan that does the MMA. Like I, we're about ten minutes into it. And next of all, I saw like who was that? I was just seen all these fellas running down the beach with mats. Like it was Paddy, all the MMA lads coming down. Like we'd such a brilliant experience. So then I was like, right, I'm gonna do it again. And then the next month I was like, right, we're gonna go down to Port Marnock Beach because it's closer. And I remember driving down, and my friend rings me, and she's like, Jen what the fuck are you after doing? And I was like, oh, what's wrong? I, I, like I got a fight. She goes, no, I'm not joking. There's about 400 people here. She said the cars are still. For your second time. For the second time. And I was like,
0: oh God, is the police there?
1: What's happening? Because we had to remember it was still all COVID stuff and all, you know, and I was like, yeah. oh shit, oh shit, oh shit.
0: So Did then, anyone arrive to stop it, man?
1: No, because at the time it was all new. No one yeah, had done it before. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, and uh, we did it for Suicide Awareness and we had the Lillian that run Suicide Awareness in Blanchetown, Dublin 15. She was there. It was like a beautiful event. Yeah. And then it just, it, it just snowballed. And then when the cases got really bad, I kind of stopped doing big outdoor events. Yeah. It was January. It was lashing. I was like, look, give it a yeah. few months. And then I moved over to different beaches and Borough Beach last year. And I was, I'm on Donna Bay now, like... It just has to keep moving for bigger spaces and safer, like more car parks. And <laughs> there's yeah. so much that goes involved in There is such a now, like. yeah. yeah, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's unreal. And um, you done a trip to Africa, didn't you? Yeah, I went to yeah. Africa.
1: Um, so when I was going to Donabay Beach, the universe is mad. It always, yeah. it always, like, I always trust uh, the people who are meant to be in my life will always come in. And my pal said, oh, I know a fella who owns the hotel down in Donabay. Give him a text and tell him what you're doing. And I just reached out. I was like, hey, uh, I'm teaching on the beach. You're probably going to have a few hundred people <laughs> trying to use your toilet. Mm. If that goes down, if if it's too much, if there's any complaints, please come to me. I'm I'm kind of in charge. And he's like, come on up and have a cup of tea. So I went up and I met the owner of the hotel. And 20 minutes into the conversation, he's telling me about Africa. And I was like, I'd love that half an hour into the conversation, I'm signing forms. (laughs) I'm signing forms and I'm off to Africa. He's like, we'd love to have you. It's like, they bring the Portmarnock transition students for the last 15 years. They've, we go to a country called Lesotho. and never even heard of it. Didn't even know where it was. Um, It's a landlocked country inside of Africa, kind of like Northern Ireland inside Ireland. Would Um, it be
0: dangerous? Very dangerous. So
1: (laughs) I signed up and then I Googled This probably shouldn't have so it's the third most yeah. dangerous country in the world.
0: Oh, God, stop and it. And
1: I'm off, Me, I'm off now on a trip. <laughs> but I went with, there were 65 of us, I think, uh, with Action Ireland Trust. That's the, the charity that they work for. And I didn't know anybody. I only knew the owner. That was it. And when I got to the airport. I was like, shit anybody here like don't know one person does 60 and I've ADHD and I'm like I don't know where I fit in who will I look at look at the ground look at the floor what am I going to do yeah. all that stuff but within 10 minutes it's like it's good we're going to be yeah. okay everyone was lovely and then you get there and it's it's just totally different to what you can ever imagine what's going to happen like we when we arrived they did um, a welcoming a welcoming thing. I do not we seen there's a real on my page all the children from all the schools, these were about probably 2,000 kids, they all put on this dancing, their tribal, they, they, what, like, is it like tribal wear? The girls, the boys, they all were putting on these dances, like the culture, all that culture yeah. and stuff, it was, I cried through the whole thing.
0: Did you? Yeah. Like
1: driving up to the school and you see like thousands of children with their Ireland flags and they just are so happy. They've been preparing for months knowing that you're, you're coming to help them and, Oh, I tell you, I never, ever, I don't think I'll ever be able to put words into what that did to me, to my heart and, and just opened my mind completely that day.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're going again now, aren't you? Yeah. So
1: that was first 20, 16 days in total. And then I'm going back now in March again. And I'm hoping this time when I go back. So when I went the first time, um, I had like class plans to do with the children but all the...
0: So you're teaching? Yeah, yeah. you yeah. go over
1: and teach, you teach English, you teach anything that you do. You and can, do you, you can, need
0: to actually, say, have a, a degree to teach, like, over there, like, say, teach English? Like, or...
1: No, 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 no. You just, you'll have, like, class plans now with those teachers there yeah. and, like, you're put into, like, little groups and each group is given a school and you stay with that school for the two weeks but in the morning time, but then in the afternoon you go up to a school that's been fixed up. You do the painting and cleaning and yeah. the building and all that stuff. Like, they've like this to see where the children have to go to the toilet is horrific really yeah like the disease alone there's no t- running water no running water there's, there's no hygiene there's around. no hygiene there's no toilets there's nothing like the smell alone is, is it's just you it, it can't even uh, can't even put words to it and then to see the the, the work that gets done and the toilets being built like they opened up a block of toilets in one of the schools, but then they had to teach all the children how to use the toilet. Nobody knew. This was foreign objects. Like it's it's oh, I like how
0: to flush the toilet. How life. to
1: flush and, and what is it? What does it do? And how to use, how to sit Why, on what? it. Like it's it's like when you have a baby. That's not yeah. I know. how old are they? The kids. The kids are anything from six months up to one one school has a has a, a young lad and he's still twenty-one in primary school. His oh. uh parents died and he was left an orphan but his family sold his little shack on him
0: what do you mean like, uh, sold the like his
1: little home that he had right yeah they, they sold it on him and, and
0: before they died they, they, the parents died the sold the them. boy
1: was left on his own and the other family
0: right came yeah.
1: in and took it off him
0: right yeah, yeah
1: and he never had really mental health issues but he's declined so badly now he's almost gone back to childlike and he's 21 and he's still in primary school because it's the only safe place there for him.
0: Yeah. And where are they hoping? Like obviously you school, skill, like, did he did he get to go on and do go to college around like so, that the,
1: so the the kind of route of passage in Lesotho is that the ninety percent of the country and I and I apologise if I have this facts wrong, but I think I have it, ninety percent of the country is like AIDS, HIV positive. 90% yeah 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 and yes. unfortunately some of the kind of cultural beliefs is that if you have if you sleep with like a, a virgin say a pure child or girl it will cleanse your body of the the AIDS and that's kind of a, a common practice there so, so this they're passing it on yeah there's then, a yeah. huge ripple effect and that's a, a, a cultural belief that they, they don't understand, you know, it's 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 what they're told to do. Yeah, and, as they're
0: growing up and so uh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, if a child can't afford to go into secondary school, they'll, the young girls go into prostitution. And mm-hmm. the boys will be more than likely shepherds on the mountain, which is, it, it's soul destroying. Because they don't ha- really have animals, it's just out in the mountains on your own all day long. But the young girl...
0: And what are they doing on that? What you mean on that? Just
1: minding sheep or right. just minding land. That's that's kind of it. But the girls will go, more than likely go down the prostitution route, which mm. is so hard to say. And as well, period poverty is a huge thing in Africa. They don't have sanitation, so they don't have sanitation products. So if, it, if, a, if a young girl gets her, develops and, and gets her period, Unfortunately, she has to leave school because there's no support. There's no toilet. There's Can no... she not just
0: not go to school for that week? Do or do you mean just completely leave school since she gets it?
1: Well, they'll probably it'll fizzle out. They'll they're more than likely just leave.
0: Right, as in like they'll stop for a week and then they eventually yeah, just no, yeah, yeah. It'll,
1: it'll fizzle out. So what's what the the Port Marnock School. The, and and it's quite amazing to see young women, 14 year, 15 year olds been able to stand up and speak about this stuff. So they uh, took it on board and created like a, an awareness programme and went over the last couple of years and was teaching the girls all about their their cycles, uh, hygiene, yeah. bringing over, like we brought over tons of products, like suitcases full of products like Sandra tells now they can't use um tampons because it would go against our religious beliefs so you have to be very very careful what you're bringing
0: over why is that like a religious thing you probably don't even know dear?
1: yeah 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 because well think about it, it if a girl is to be married right. she has to be pure
0: right yeah so you okay. can't be yeah.
1: using things that might take that might be a shame based thing or a stigma to that so the santry tells we brought over like thousands of them and they put up a picture of the other day so it's their winter over there so the schools closed for winter, and all the girls had enough packets to do them for the winter, so that they can come back to to school now when it, when yeah. it opens back up. Like and little things like that that we just take yeah. for granted, like the big smiles they're on their faces. They that. are delighted over that. They are delighted. But what what the 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 Port girls t- like? They're so good with them. They educate the lads. Like all the lads go into the going to learn as well. But they've actually a charity has set up like a little programme now teaching them how to make uh, reusable underwear so do you ever see it's in pennies I think at the minute no they have in pennies now they have uh, underwear with kind of a little bit of padding
0: oh they you wash. you can wash
1: the stuff so now the girls are are starting to stitch and make their own
0: oh my god like
1: I know that might sound so simple to us because we have so like we've so much stuff here
0: but like if you're, we don't even have to think about anything like that. We don't that, have to think they about it. Have to think. Oh, have to how can think I? About it. They
1: have to hide it, and they they don't have sanitation. They don't have fresh underwear. They don't have all this stuff. So to be but able, to... how did
0: they clean their clothes? Because you were saying they don't even know how to. Most of them don't. You know how to really flush the toilet? Like how do they?
1: Yeah. So there's no toilets. Like there, you'd have to go and find running water. So you might have to walk for a couple of hours to
0: actually go to the toilet. To
1: find. Well, you might go to the toilet in like the field beside right, your house, okay, but it's not yeah, clean. Yeah. Just in 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 whatever or like a little hole in the ground that's what they are the holes in the ground but to get running water you might have to walk two hours and then two hours back like it could be anywhere a little well so now that the girls are learning to uh, so when you're from the age of 10 you start getting taught how to wash and cook so by the age of 10 11 12 you can run a house you can cook all the meals over there like it's very different Um, so now that they're learning to make these little products for themselves like That's going to keep them in school. And yeah. if and and with the charities going in and creating little gardens and teaching them how to plant and grow vegetables, like if they have a little bit of money that can sustain themselves and go into the secondary school, they're not going to go down that route of the prostitution. Yeah, because that's the that's the, and would the,
0: that be like so? That's is that like they've obviously got skill, they have like say college around, or at and would they move up on to going into college or? So there's a
1: primary school, yeah, and then there's secondary schools, right? Yeah, but they you have to pay for them, like And they probably wouldn't have the money to. Ah uh, no, does not does not wealth like that at oh and and it's mad like Africa is, Lesotho especially is probably one of should be, the most, uh, self sufficient countries in the world. The minerals, the raw minerals that they produce, diamonds, gold, all that kind of stuff. But it's literally extracted out of the ground and taken to Europe and America. They That's don't crazy, see it, isn't it? Yeah, don't see
0: it. Yeah, because everything like, it, do you ever see anything that like there's something in your phone, isn't it? That comes from there.
1: Oh, the battery, the thing, yeah, the mining. Yeah, yeah. you've been what the cobalt. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's
0: mad. You and like they get paid thing. nothing for it, None. and like the work that goes into that, yeah. and it's actually so bad for your health as well, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's it's crazy what they have to do just for like so little money, like.
1: And and that's what the Action Island has been incredible at bringing sanitation into the schools. There's a whole um, there's a whole program now. They teach them to wash their hands. They have they've put running taps through the schools so the kids can just go up now and and turn the tap and and rinse their hands like it's there's a whole hygiene. I can't remember the name of it. it's gone out of my head. But so much education and good work getting done now. So when you get to go and be a part of that, like it's it's a, it's really yeah. amazing. And then. It takes away from all that kind of social media, followers, likes.
0: That none of that is actually even important. Yeah.
1: yeah. You, you don't, you tend to not buy into that when you're doing. Kind and where of,
0: did you say then when you were over there, like, did you, like, but, where you actually said, like, that's what I'd like, I'd love to do something like that, but then it scares me because yeah. I'm like, I know it's so dangerous. Like,
1: so when, when, we, when, when we're there, it's run so well, we stay in a hotel called the Avani Hotel and it's a compound so you like you wouldn't leave the hotel and the only mm. way we're, we're allowed to leave is when we're in the vans so there's probably 11 or 12 vans with all the people all of us in it and it's in a convoy and we've radios like it's okay we're stopping at a red light everyone's stopping behind each other if you can't see the van behind you, you slow down and yeah. you let them catch up Like would say you still
0: have to be nervous when you're yeah. moving from area to area like.
1: oh yeah and then when you're driving through the kind of the villages like the slums like you They'll open their windows, like, don't put your phone on display. It's, like, guys to be standing at, at, at your van with, 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 like, machine guns and shotguns because over there, the petrol, uh, the diesel. You know, they really just going and buy petrol in your car. Yeah. Like, when you go over there, like, the, the lads have, like, machine guns standing there watching it. And they're, they're not police, they're, like, the criminals or whatever. Because if you do a drive-off, if you don't pay for your petrol over there, you won't make it out of the forecourt. It's insane.
0: That is mad, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Like on the first day, the first morning going to the school, we stopped at a light and next of all, there was this man literally standing closer to where you are to me with a big gun in his hand, standing at the window of the van. I was in the front and I was like, I didn't even make it one day. What the hell is, like, is he going to take us out now? Just stand there with the gun. And they're like, no, no, no. He's, he's watching the petrol. I was like, shit, get me out of here. Quick.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) Keep driving. Yeah, there was something, wasn't it last year or something, there was like a group peep that went over, or was it, it wasn't the army, was it? Remember, and there was like someone died or something, they got caught, they took the wrong turn or something.
1: I'm not too sure, but stuff it like that happens very, all yeah, the time. That song, yeah, that's all, I'm like, oh my God, stuff. <laughs> it is amazing, but you have yeah. to be with uh, 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 like a very good organisation. Like we no. were so safe. And they've yeah. been 15 years and they work well with the they kind know, of they, they know the government Go oh yeah like the government is is knows when we're coming in and it's it's really well well run
0: Yeah and um, is there any other like kind of things that you're going to do like that or
1: I'm be heading back to Africa in March Yeah What have I got up so I have my retreat in a couple of weeks in Portugal We're heading off to Portugal for a week I have a group coming with me I love And what doing. will
0: you be doing over there then?
1: So we'll be doing like our yoga in the morning times. Uh, we have boat trips, fitness, wellness, meditation. So it's everyone
0: from here. These are all flying over yeah, together flying to Portugal over. and doing it together. Yeah, I've
1: got a venue, gorgeous venue in uh, Portugal. And we're going over there for a week. That's me fours, kind of abroad broad one. So I've been yeah. doing little retreats in Ireland the last year or two, which are amazing. They... I'm and so, how I'm, many
0: people is going coming over which I have
1: 16 people
0: that's very good isn't it yeah
1: yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm very blessed like everything so far just sells out in, in seconds so I'm incredibly grateful to everybody who, who yeah. signs I feel up, like,
0: like everyone wants to do something like this yeah. now to better themselves yeah. and yeah no, it's unreal yeah and so did you have you went to any like say someone else's retreats or anything like that any of the ayahuasca retreats have you ever tried any of them
1: I actually went to, when the lockdown happened and I knew I was in such a bad state. No. I was like, I need help. So I'm really struggling here and I got afraid. So when you, you weren't allowed to leave your 5K, remember? Yeah, but yeah. A girl I knew had managed to get down to this place and clear. She did this plant medicine and it was amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I don't know, but I need to go and do something. Now, up until that point, I had never taken anything mind altering because I'd taken drugs for so long. I was, yeah. I never wanted to go back down that route again. I was a terrified like of when you take drugs, when the coming down, the after effect, my mind is not able for that anymore. So I was like very, very um, apprehensive to try anything. But I was in such a state and I ended up going down. That was the first introduction to like psilocybin. Did a few different things there. Um, the psilocybin I found was very gentle and it opened my heart and I got a lot of healing from that. And that was kind of the journey. I've tried a few little things. I'm not called to ayahuasca. Um, I'm in a place in my life where the the healing is, is, I don't mean to sound that the healing is done, but there's no stone unturned. I'm a long time working on myself and for some reason I just have this resistance to ayahuasca because it's it it can be pretty horrific. I know like plant medicine know. is not easy, and I know everyone's I've seen jumping.
0: Videos of it. Everyone's
1: jumping on the bandwagon at the minute, like. So the few things I've done with tuma, I've done the psilocybin, obviously, and a few other like little small things. But there's a huge integration process that has to happen. So people are going, and especially I notice it now in the wellness community. I'm actually really glad this is coming up because I just had this conversation that. You know, a lot of us are coming from the madness and the session and the drinking and the highs, And now all of a sudden they're flat out on the ayahuasca, they're flat out on the ceremonies and they're doing different things every few weeks. And the lady that I work with, she's an incredible shaman. I do, I had done like a, after the ceremony, I did like a one-to-one every month with her to help me integrate. And that's so important, like, but she said something to me and she she. She just floored me and I was like, "Do you know what, you're actually right. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go and do the achievement again. Because the last time I did it, I felt amazing. And, and I was and I was high as a kai for, for months and it was amazing, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're actually not sitting in my ceremony with that attitude. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? And she's like, listen, listen to yourself. She's like, you're chasing the high.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was like, what?
0: For a minute, I, was, I didn't get it there as well. I was like, yeah. you're being positive yeah. of something. She yeah. goes,
1: you're chasing the high. That's not what the medicine is for. And I don't condone that. And I won't sit over that. She goes, so you're not coming to me ceremony. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I never even thought of that. And that's what I was doing. No. She goes, the medicine is trying to teach you to sit. Sit. Sit with what you're feeling. Stop running. You're running, Jen. You're running. Yeah. You're trying to get the high again. And all my life, my passion with the drink and the drugs was the next, the next, the next. Oh, hi, 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 hi. Because I didn't like feeling how I felt. And she's yeah. like, sit with how you're feeling. And I got actually got really upset and I apologised to her. I said, I'm actually very sorry. I never meant to offend you or disrespect your medicine. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I didn't realise it. And she, she, we had a lovely talk and she goes, now you can come. Now I'll sit with you she goes cuz uh. you see it now you you are being real with me here and 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 i was like okay i get it it's you have to respect the medicine it's it's such a sacred space and the work that i did before like a year and a half ago and other little bits i'm still processing that i'm still walking through the things that i let go of it takes time so if you're going every few weeks to this and that and this and that n- you're going to hit a wall. You're going to end up in a bad place because you're not processing the stuff that... Like, if, you're, if you've if you trauma in your body 20 years and you go and do a ceremony, that's going to take a long time. You'll have a big release in the medicine, but the medicine is not doing the work. Doing the work is when you come home yeah. and you learn to live with the same people who aren't aware and awake. How you are in the world now with what you've learned... How do you integrate that? The integration is the hardest
0: thing. Yeah, I've seen um, me and Craig. I've watched a few documentaries of like, you know, Mm -hmm. the the Scottish fella has a podcast. What's his name? I can't remember his name now. But he went to one in Hawaii and stuff and he took to Ayahuasca and he was like talking about how great it is. And we like, he recorded the whole thing and there's like women screaming and shouting. And it's like, like, I'm just like, oh my God, it's scary. In, In the
1: first ceremony I was ever in, uh, there was a girl beside me and she held. She didn't scream. She, so did you,
0: did you do the ayahuasca?
1: No, I've done Wachuma and I've done. And that's
0: like it, is it?
1: Wachuma is the grandfather and ayahuasca is kind of the, go, the grandmother. So, the grandmother was always like your, your nanny would give you a clatter. She chased it around the house. Right. But the grandfathers were always like, they give you the hug. It's softer. There's no visuals with it.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, like if you're, if you're, it, it, If you're being called to try medicine, because it's everywhere now, like do your research. Make sure the person that you're going to.
0: There's one down the country that's a crowd, my boyfriend, he was saying, oh, he might go to it. Like, and that's how you do the iOS and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, And I'm I'm just like, no, I I don't think I'll do that. Like, it scares me. Like,
1: what I would just say to anybody that's listening is if you're going to a ceremony or if you're going to go to somebody's walk, anybody's walk, how long are they doing it? So if they're only yeah. two or three years on the scene since the lockdown happened.
0: They probably haven't experienced. They haven't. Uh, yeah. Go
1: to somebody who's a lot older, wiser. Because when the shit hits the fan, it's going to hit the fan with 20 people yeah. in a room. <laughs> that person needs to know how to hold that space because if one freaks out, what, what happens if you go take a bad trip from it? Like you need Someone to know Someone else might safe. bounce
0: off that and then have and, a bad trip off it as well, yeah.
1: And as, especially like if you're going in to do trauma work, you can get re-traumatised. You can get re-triggered. And nobody ever talks about that because it's social media uh, Like what glamorous at the minute. It's like a thing now. Yeah. I just have...
0: So what could that have a reverse effect on you if you were to...
1: Yeah, because if you go in to a situation, your trauma is going to come up. So in in one of my experiences, I was uh, physically attacked. Like I was savagely beaten by a man. Uh, and that came up for me in the medicine right
0: okay Yeah. and it
1: took me a good while to get that so Dr. Gavramarte always says the body holds the score the body will hold the trauma now I've talked about this a million times but the trauma the energy of it was still in my body so the, the me trying to get that up out uh, of my body nearly felt like an exorcist. It was horrific, oh my god, stop and me. it was choking me. It was cutting me throat because he w- he held me throat so the the energy, and I couldn't breathe. Like it was like a rock in in me neck. Like it was moving up to my body, you know. And I have to f- to be able to release that. Somebody has to know what the fuck they're doing and yeah, help me. Through they'd probably that.
0: freak out then as well if they'd never experienced someone going through that. They'd probably be like oh my god. What's yeah, going on? and if
1: they haven't done their own work, and be able to sit and allow someone a safe space to 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 release it. You know, they have to know what they're doing. It's so serious. Like I've seen loads of people go flat out on all these different medicines. And then I see them a year later and their mental health is on the floor.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: On the floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's amazing. It's an amazing tool. There's so much healing to be done in it. I probably had to give it going on a little rant, but just make sure the person is not fresh off the back of a pandemic. <laughs> That's doing yeah. it. You know, they might have done a few bits and now they hole in space. Go to somebody who's has clear, like you can see they live it. They've they've put the walk in. Like the girl, the woman I sit with, 16 years taking it, and she takes the medicine with
0: you. Oh really? She yeah. takes it
1: with it, and you wouldn't even know.
0: Oh, she's so used to it. She's really. so
1: strong. She's so able for it. Yeah. And she always says, she always told me, don't sit in a ceremony with someone who won't drink what they're giving you. Don't live." she says to me.
0: Yeah. And where is it that you you do it? Like if, like we where is she based like where would it... she
1: kind of has a few little different spots it's like a little secret club sometimes right. all this stuff is yeah, yeah you wouldn't see her on social media she's it's, it's you not... probably he- heard
0: it from a yeah, person she, she's or, yeah she's
1: very word him out yeah
0: yeah um, so I, I like asking everyone this question yeah. so what <laughs> at the end of the podcast so what is your next goal or your next step what are you looking to yeah what are you looking to do next
1: um well, I can't tell you. <laughs> I can tell you a little bit. I am, uh, I suppose I'm huge on energy. Um, I'm huge on the law of attraction, um, vibration, frequency. that's,
0: yeah, that's I how love I, all that as That's well, how I yeah.
1: see the world. That's how I, that's how I carry myself through the world. And I've actually, I'm going to do a 12 a, a month program with a, an incredible mentorship, like a business mentorship. Yeah. So, that's gonna. That's actually just starting this week.
0: So you're looking to do that yourself, then, is it? I'm
1: gonna do that myself. Every teacher needs a teacher. I always say that. And right. This is this is something incredible. It's 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 gonna be an amazing. It's a twelve
0: month program. Yeah,
1: it's twelve month program.
0: And that's you getting mentored, or are yeah, you looking? Yeah, I'm gonna, ha- yeah, to, I'm right, gonna okay, be. Yeah.
1: I'm like an internship. Yeah. So, uh, I don't want to give too much away. i, I kind of just want to keep that a little bit to myself yeah, at the minute because. Yeah. It's it's for me. Is that more
0: business coaching yeah. and is that person kind of um say they do kind of nearly the same thing as you or like
1: they do what I do on the biggest scale in the world.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. So it's good to learn from someone who's that do you know what I mean?
1: Well, that's the thing, like I've I've worked so hard the last couple of years, I've built up something amazing and I've done all this myself.
0: So you're like what else can I I'm, do? I'm <laughs>
1: I'm I've so much more to yeah. give. But I also need somebody to guide me and, yeah. and help me and to work on like we all have limiting beliefs. And as yeah. much as I believe in myself, there's always from doubt. growing up, yeah, stuff, there's yeah. always there's always doubt. And I'm just real excited to I love progressing. I love learning. And when mm. somebody speaks language that I love, I'm I'm in. I'm fully invested yeah. in it. So I'm really excited to and you know what? I, I just want to I kind of want to quieten down a little bit. And just bury myself in this for the yeah. next six months. Yeah. Because it's always a good thing to... I'm so available everywhere. Yeah. People
0: like... If, and I'd say oh, a lot of people reach out to you if they are kind of, you know.
1: Yeah. And I love it and it's great, but it's 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 a lot. And I get yeah. pulled from different, like there's so many apps. And if someone can't get me on one app, they'll, they'll send the message to three or four other apps and I'm... And, it gives me a little bit of anxiety sometimes if I'm on. I
0: turn my internet off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I, do you know what? And it takes a while and I notice it like about half an hour later. I'm actually relaxing. I'm like, do you know what? It's because my phone hasn't went off. off,
1: yeah. The phone is very difficult. Yeah, because yeah, you're constantly
0: so... like, it's going off there and there every two seconds and you're like, oh my God, like you're, it's like you have to reply or you have yeah.
1: to. And I definitely love doing my retreats. and I've got something planned. Something's in the pipeline with an incredible partnership that can bring yeah. me to like the next stage of my development. Yeah. So with them two kind of things, the mentor and the partnership that's kind of walking in the background at the minute, if that goes really well next year, like I'll be flying. Yeah,
0: so on I'm, I'm, yeah
1: I'm excited for that. Yeah. And just before we go, um, we set up a group last, two weeks ago for people who suffer with ADHD, with anxiety, any kind of uh, disorder on the spectrum because the, the services at the minute are just overloaded, you can't get a diagnosis you can't get help so uh, my good friend, my therapist my mentor, my doctor, everything rolled into one, uh, Ender he is an incredible CBT uh, therapist he is the GP registrar for the HSE, like he's an incredible background he actually comes down now on a Thursday night Bridge, Educate to get Together School from half 7 till 9 and he does a free workshop, so come in whether it's you, your child, someone, you know, all ages, all ages, like teachers. We've got teachers, we've parents, we've husbands, everybody's coming in and he will in real time teach you tools to deal with whatever's going on in your life. So if if you get panic attacks by the time you leave that, you'll be laughing and probably never have a panic attack again.
0: There's probably so many that uh kind of show up. Does he have time to go sit down with each person individually? Like and?
1: No no no, there's a big group, so everyone just sits down and he'll say, Look, who who's 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 right, who's okay. mad? He'll say. Yeah. <laughs> like he's lovely, he's so funny. And someone will be like, Oh, I'm mad. He's like, What right, you? What's going on? And then they'll trash it out. And then why? Right, who has something different? And like
0: people mm. are shy,
1: but some people aren't. And the more we get to do it by the end of the group last week everyone was saying yeah 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 and
0: where is that on and then when did you say what
1: so every second Thursday for now uh, from half seven till nine in the Broombridge Educate Together School and you just come up five minutes early grab a seat you don't have to talk you don't have to say anything just come in and listen and if you feel like you identify you feel like they're speaking a language that I can resonate with just keep coming back
0: I'd say that I'll, I'd say he'll have some torn out in, yeah. in a few. It was, it
1: was huge there. Was it, yeah, so, yeah we, well, we had say maybe 20 chairs set out and we must have had to go five, six times out and keep bringing in more chairs, more chairs.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to have it on every day now in the next couple of, <laughs> of weeks.
1: I know. There's on, a lot of
0: people that do struggle with all of that now. I feel like life yeah. is so, like you don't stop. So everyone's head is racing and everyone has panic attacks. There's
1: so, and, there's so much going on, governments and this and that. And uh, we live in. In a world that's designed to trigger our nervous system, it's it's designed yeah. to keep you in the fight or flight mode. But we're not meant to be in fight or flight all day, mm. every day. Human beings are just not, and we struggle with it. So this is why we've we've set this up because I struggle. I've ADHD. I've just been diagnosed. I've struggled. That's what happened. You've during, only
0: been diagnosed. Yeah, you? I
1: just got. I always knew. <laughs> I knew the last couple of years something wasn't right. And I've gone through depressions, and uh, is it this? Is it that? Is it PTSD? Da, 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 da. But when I learned that the symptoms in women are very, very different to the symptoms in men, so for the last year and a half, I've been studying the symptoms in women, and I'm like, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> that's exactly me.
0: No, I, and mm. then what? You went somewhere and just got a test then done, and I
1: got the, yeah, I got a test done, found a doctor, I started the ADH medication. And so far, so good.
0: That's mad. And you've only recently, how old are you?
1: Me, 39.
0: And you've only found that out now?
1: Yeah, and a lot of women get late diagnosis because it's always put down to hormonal, or she's emotional, or she's postnatal depression, or she's neurotic. Yeah, she keeps crying yeah. ah yes yeah, just over emotional like that's they nice. blame that kind of stuff so what forced. men
0: men's, men's symptoms to women's are completely different
1: very different completely different that's like mad. men are hyperactive they're, they're up down in and out women are sometimes a lot more introverted we get like an ADHD paralysis almost it's called
0: that's mad mm. that's crazy isn't
1: it yeah it's very different
0: on, so as we're coming to <laughs> the end of the podcast, if anyone's looking out to reach out to you, they probably have enough people already. <laughs> but so where can they find you? So everything's always
1: on the Instagram page. I just put up posts, dates, times, links, all that stuff. It's always on the Instagram page. And if you are looking for us for the the kind of mental health side, every every second tour day for now. Yeah,
0: you'll probably end up seeing me there. I'm like, I'd love to down, go to see. Yeah. And that's what I'm
1: saying. If, if even if you are not. Struggling with something, but you want to understand. So, I'm what they call neurodivergent. So, my brain is neurodivergent, and someone who's not ADHD or not on the spectrum is called neurotypical. And this is why people struggle because a neurotypical person will give us advice or tell us to do things that suits their neurotypical brain. But a yeah, neurodivergent person has to take the scene, a group, and we need to do things completely different. And we see and feel and hear things very different. So if, if, if there's someone in your life that you struggle to communicate with, come down and learn from us how to communicate yeah. with us. Yeah,
0: no way, unreal. Thanks so much yeah. for coming on.
1: <laughs> no problem. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed. If you're looking to reach out, you can find us on Instagram at Unlocked Potential or our website, demisnailsandbeauty.ie. See you next time.